0: Being 100% honest, on most days, I just wish he would go find a fucking job just to contribute because on most days, he is just another stressor for me at work. I love him so much, but I'm frustrated and I need some help. So...
1: Well, there you have it.
0: So this was one of three messages that all asked pretty much for the same thing. So I'm surprising Eddie with this episode (laughs) on how to work with your spouse. Welcome to The Push Podcast, So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Welcome back to the Push Podcast with Janelle and Eddie Copeland. Hello,
1: everybody. Hello.
0: So today is Monday, October 28th. And obviously, if you're listening to this, that means that it's not October 28th for you. But why is this relevant? It's relevant because today is actually the launch of the Push Podcast. Absolutely. And we want to talk to you guys about how fun it's been, how scary it's been, and some other things I promise is going to make sense and apply to your life. But it's interesting because last night, no, yesterday, Eddie and mm-hmm. I spent the bulk of the day... We started working with some people that do podcasts. And so I'll just call them our podcast coach for lack of a better name. What's
1: up, podcast coaches?
0: So um, we had to hire them to help us because the alternative was spend some time that we don't have. Right. So here's a little quick just coming out of the gates, like want to teach you something. You're either going to pay for something in like money, in currency, in time or in quality.
1: Yep. And so we
0: were not willing to compromise the quality, which definitely if we would have saved the money, we would have compromised our podcast quality.
1: Absolutely. Because we we didn't know what the hell
0: we were doing, right? Duct
1: tape and glue to put this podcast together. And if we didn't
0: want to invest the money, then it would have cost us a ton of time, which Mm -hmm. we were already like time deficient. So we didn't have that time. So we had to invest. And I will just tell you the same rules apply for anything in your life that you're trying to do. You either have the option to pay for speed. Yep. You can save the money and do the hard work.
1: Well, sometimes you don't have the money to do it. And sometimes you just got to... Hey, sisters, I've been there. All you got is time, right? So (laughs) that's what you have to measure is, hey, I don't have any money. So all I got is time. So the only way I'm going to do this is with the time that I have.
0: And then you just need to know that the quality is going to be compromised because you don't know any better. And I'll tell you, I started my whole business based on that fact that I didn't have the time. I mean, I had the time. I didn't have the... The money. I didn't have the money. I was going to say the luxury of having (laughs) any money to like speed up, right? Absolutely. So I had to do it all on my own. So there's my first lesson for you. So anyways, the podcast coaches tell us like, hey, these are all the things you need to do to prepare. You have 12 hours to basically come out of the gate strong and get all your friends and family, people that are in your community to write reviews and to go subscribe and to say nice things about you, right? Mm -hmm. So we were like, all right, 12 hours. So for me, my brain immediately processes, like, who do I need to leverage? I need to reach out to friends and family. I need to leverage our tribe, our community. I'm going to reach out on social media. So we spend last night writing out, like, I wrote a text message, I wrote out a Facebook post, I wrote out what I wanted to say, but we couldn't post it last night because it had to be posted on the day of launch, right? Right. So this morning, I wake up super excited, 6 a.m., no alarm, throw myself out of bed, immediately grab my phone, which I never recommend that you do. (laughs) I hear Eddie on the Peloton, and so I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I heard you sidebar conversation we have a peloton because we're super busy and we can't always make it to the gym but we want to be able to have the ability to hop on real quick at home and do like a quick 30 minute workout. Right. When Eddie gets on the peloton, it's literally the loudest thing ever. I'm
1: focused. I don't even know what you're Which talking you're about. But you're loud as hell. No, like I'm too-
0: you really are. He's so competitive. <laughs>
1: Sometimes um, I got to talk to myself. Sometimes I got to take some deep breaths. A- well, all today you were things. singing along. I was. You were rapping
0: along <laughs> to the playlist. I heard you. And I was like, okay, is that DMX? Like, yeah, it was like. What they really want from me. <laughs> like, it it was, was like, y'all loud. don't make me right. lose my mind. Well, you definitely were losing your mind this morning at 6 a.m. thinking nobody was listening because you're loud as hell. Okay? Oh, my God. So that's key listening note number one for you. <laughs> So anyways, I sit up in my bed. Don't normally recommend you grab your phone, but I grab my phone. Why? Because I immediately have to start posting on social media to say to the entire world, the only world that follows us, like, hey, please go listen. We're super excited, whatever, whatever. So I have to manage the Cake Mamas, Janelle Copeland, Cake Sense. I have like 15 social media handles. And then I go, you know what? If one of my friends started a podcast, I would want them to send me a text. And so that's what I did. I mean, I knew this last night. So I had written the text. And so I start going through literally in my iPhone, A. Damn, there's a lot of A's, right? <laughs> so I send messages out in group messages. And I will just tell you that if you're over 50 or 60 listening to this, you're not supposed to respond to group messages. <laughs> when someone sends you a group text ever, maybe you're 30 and you're like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Girl, don't respond Because it goes to everyone and they get the notifications all day long. So most people know not to do that. Sidebar,
1: it is usually people, God bless their souls, that are over 50 that send you those God awful chain messages. Oh, God. Like you're going to die that if you don't, if you tell don't, don't respond you love, to this person. You will die tomorrow and trip over a rock and hit your head. And
0: I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> mom, stop sending me that stuff. Grandma, stop sending me that shit. It doesn't bother me one moment to no. see that I'm going to die if uh-uh. I don't forward it to 15 people. Don't send me that stuff. Yeah,
1: it don't send anybody that stuff. The buck stops here right. for sure.
0: Okay, back to. <laughs> What we were talking about. If you're over 60, don't respond to a group text, right? So I send it Somebody's out to all like, of our oh, friends. oh, that's
1: good to know. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> I know. See, this is helpful. That's why we're here, to help you. So then after Eddie's done, he takes a shower. Granted, he took the kids to school. It was great. But I'm in the room for literally two hours and 25 minutes, and I'm just hitting send, send, send. Why? I haven't done this since I started the Cake Mamas. That was 10 years ago when I needed the support of my friends and family, right? So I figured, and then if you guys ever have done anything or you're selling a product or you're selling something, you go through your phone book and you're like, I don't really know if they would listen to this or if they Mm -hmm. would buy this. But I'm telling you, it was most of the people that I was like, I haven't talked to this guy in like four years, but I used to work with him. I think it would help him. And I would never know if I didn't hit send. So I sent it. All of those people that were in question responded back and said, oh, my God, I loved it. Thank you so much. So then I felt like, yes, this was two and a half hours. Well, invested. That's awesome. At this point, Eddie's in the office doing a meditation. So he's (laughs) gotten a workout in. Now he's doing a meditation. He's having morning coffee. <laughs> that is not
1: entirely true. It's
0: entirely true. I,
1: I was posting on my social media. You I have was, one
0: account. Literally one account.
1: And that account is, there's a lot of obligation and responsibility. Nobody follows, it. <laughs> Nobody
0: follows it. Nobody
1: follows it. Also, um,
0: really quick, I told you what to post. I literally sent it to you and said, make sure you copy and paste this. So to all your followers, Eddie's wife is basically running his account. No. I'm just kidding. That is not true. But I did send you that. So I told you you what to say. So then he comes in the room and now I'm starting to get ready because now it's 830. We have something at nine. And I'm a little salty. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, did you have a good meditation? Yeah, I did. Okay. And then he has the nerve, you guys, to say... I hope we make the top 200 in the podcast today. Out of 1,200 podcasts in the self-help, personal development category. Oh, sorry. 12,000. Yeah. See, I'm not even keeping track. I'm just trying to do my best job. But this fool says, I hope we make the top 200. And then I kind of lost it a little. So I turned, this is my version of losing it. I turned to him and I said, well, how do you plan on doing that? And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, where have you shared it? Cause you know, you did a Peloton ride, you're over here meditating and stuff. Meanwhile, I just texted 3000 people for the last two and a half hours, asking them if they would please do us the favor by listening, rating and review. So if you want to get to 200, <laughs> what are you doing to actually get us there?
1: I didn't know texting our friends and group messages. Was you didn't part know, of the game ladies,
0: plan. come on, help me with this. You didn't know? <laughs> well, Guys, you didn't think to text your friend. This is the second
1: time I am receiving very specific feedback on the podcast. I don't know how I feel about that at this moment in time. What do you mean
0: second <laughs> time? What are you talking about? Uh,
1: the the first time I don't remember what you said, but in one of the episodes, the people out there know. Yeah, they are. Oh, they you're know.
0: saying I sh- we shouldn't yeah. do group coaching <laughs> as a group. Yeah,
1: I, this is the second time I've been put on blast. You know how I feel about uh, public displays of disciplinary actions. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel like I'm being <laughs> reprimanded in front of hopefully thousands of people at this moment. In time. <laughs> well, listen, the
0: thing is, is that my But apparently husband, it won't
1: be a thousand people because I didn't text like- Exactly,
0: this, but I 65 did. 65
1: people on my contact list. You know what, list. baby?
0: I got your back. I did it. So if we hit 200- Mind
1: you, we have like the same contact list.
0: But it doesn't matter. You just, work at a different I'm, place.
1: I know. I text those folks too.
0: All five of them.
1: No, more than that.
0: Anyways, this whole story is a long version (laughs) to segue into one of the many emails that we got today. So people, I hope you're writing reviews. We're not really tracking that because we just want to kind of be in the moment and have fun. And so we're just like excited about it. Right. But we're happy to have you if we've earned your listenership for this far. I don't even know if that's a word, but you get what I'm saying. If you're here for episode seven, you're a ride or die. Yeah. We got you for life. (laughs) So I want to share one of the emails, though, from one of the listeners that was like, hey, I really loved your episodes. I want to send an email. So this is what she said. Just had to reach out because I loved your first two episodes and I want to give you a suggestion for a future episode. You guys, I fucking hate working with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) At least 27 times a day, I want to just scream. I'm sure that it's some sort of niche market, but guys, I need some podcasts or books or suggestions or therapy on how to work with my spouse. I'm not asking for much. I just want him to pull his weight and that's it. That's also not happening. Please tell me (laughs) that I'm not alone. (laughs) Being 100% honest on most days, I just wish he would go find a fucking job just to contribute because on most days, he is just another stressor for me at work. I love him so much, but I'm frustrated and I need some help. So,
1: Well, there you have it.
0: So this was one of three <laughs> messages that all asked pretty much for the same thing. Right. So I'm surprising Eddie with this episode <laughs> on how to work with your spouse. I was like
1: sitting here wondering, where is she going with all this? <laughs> I mean, yeah, today's a big day. We're right. super excited. I'm in such a good mood. And then all of a sudden I get lambasted with, again, public discipline. <laughs> dis- Baby, <laughs> I love you. I'm just joking. So much. But that is a, we've been working together side by side Doing the same business for how long now? Two years. Two years. And I think. And let
0: me tell y'all, it was rough (laughs) in the first like year.
1: Well, I think when you don't know. And I'm just going to preface this.
0: If you could see him right now putting up his hands, like.
1: (laughs) This is not my defensive thing. White signs or white flags. What I would tell you is when you don't know what you're doing, neither one of us, because we got into a business that we were not the most familiar with when it came with the technology that came along with it, with all the different things, all the different moving parts. And so when you don't know and you're working with your spouse and there's a lot of things that are very different between myself and my wife, mm-hmm. you're going to run into situations where you're going to go, what in the hell is happening?
0: Right. So in <laughs> in 2017, well, let's just start with the bakery. That right. was a decade ago, right? Eddie wasn't really involved in that, but he was very helpful. Like I was involved. No, no, no. I mean, like, you had a job. <laughs> right, right. I had a job. You had your own responsibilities, Absolutely. but on the weekends, you helped me with the kids. You've always been extremely supportive. Yeah,
1: deliveries. Which oh, was scary man. Scary as hell.
0: And he's messed up some deliveries, but we won't talk about that <laughs> because I love and appreciate you. And we don't want to do this publicly, right?
1: (laughs) That'll be the third time.
0: (laughs) Uh, So you have always been extremely helpful. And I've heard some of your friends talk about like, oh, I got to babysit my kids tonight, which I think is so whack. Like never, guys, should you never say that you're babysitting your kids? However, you've gone above and beyond to help support me. And I am forever indebted. I mean, I've told you before, like if we weren't married, I would spend the rest of my life searching for someone exactly like you. So I love you so much. With that said, you get on my nerves sometimes. (laughs) You just do. And I know that the wives out there or the partners out there that are female, they're listening, like, yeah, I feel her pain. I understand. I feel like the the person who wrote the email, right? And I'll just tell you, in 2017, we started this new business where we were coaching and mentoring. Right. And I I brought Eddie into my business. That was my business, basically, because it was my community. And he became a great asset. I mean, Eddie is so knowledgeable. He's so smart. I mean, I could go on and on about how great Eddie is this Eddie right here sitting next to me, (laughs) you, sir. Thank you. However, we have extremely different styles of communicating, different work. I don't wanna say different work ethic, but we're very different, even when it comes to how we show up for the kids and what we're doing for the kids. And and I just think that today, we need to talk about the fact that you would agree that moms do a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely, moms do an amazing, Thing And I think, and I hope we talk about this because you surprised me with this episode. I hope we dig into why those differences cause issues. And, and then obviously we'll circle back and like talk about some solution stuff. But yeah. yeah, moms, I mean, like I think the capacity that mothers have, that I will say women have, I think can far outreach what men can do. Just from a standpoint of balancing it all, whether it be the house, the home life, having a business, the kids. Um, you
0: know how many women are like, hold on, pause, let me get my husband to listen to this yeah, podcast.
1: I, I, and I, because you know, and for me, I have admiration for women because women played a huge part in my life. I didn't have a lot of men in my life, and the women that were in my life were very strong individuals, and so. I have grown to be very, very understanding and loving towards women.
0: Which is why God blessed you with three daughters. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> 100%.
0: So you have these three daughters, and I think that that also forces you to understand the perspective of women. Mm-hmm. And also, we're on you all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, like, man. What is,
1: people still say white on rice?
0: I don't think you should. Godly. Say that. Godly,
1: let me tell you that something. Makes when you, you look
0: like seventy-five, yeah,
1: there is nothing. Let me tell you something. Kind of a sidebar. I have these three daughters that <laughs> are like an extension of every woman I had in my life. Like they're like. My mom sometimes, they're like, you should hear how they would... Dad, we're ready. Let's go. Are you ready to go? Come on. I- you have the keys? Let's get out of here. It's time to go to school. Are you coming? Because literally- baby,
0: you're like the most laid back person <laughs> so on the planet like, and it's too of I'll be sometimes. walking to
1: the car and I say, Let- dad, let's go. Where the fuck you think I'm going? <laughs> I'm going to the car. What, you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and like, and I'm, It's just one of those things where I'm like, okay. I love these little girls. Because you walk so
0: slow. (laughs) But
1: I'm I'm in front of them.
0: Yeah, but like you are every morning, you're like looking for your wallet or you're like patting (laughs) down your pants. You do the same things like all the ladies if like, are laughing
1: because like, their if I had,
0: husbands do the same thing. If
1: I had sons, none of this would be going down.
0: Yeah, because they would act just like you. <laughs> they literally would. So instead, all the women are always 10 yeah. steps ahead and they're like, dad, let's go. What are you doing? What are you, dad, you don't you're have time for that. You're not 10 steps
1: ahead when you're actually literally 10 steps behind me. All but right. That's a sidebar, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: We are constantly trying to like bring you up. to. Come on, babe. Let's go. Come on. It's time. We're ready. So anyways, let's get back to working with your spouse. So in 2017, we started and I'm telling you, I believe we did an episode on being stuck in a rut. And I believe that in order to live your best life, you have to be in pursuit of some crazy goal that is Enough to make you throw yourself out of bed without an alarm. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have something in your life like that, like maybe it's a fitness goal. Like, oh my God, I'm working on losing 30 pounds because I got to go to this reunion or something. You're going to get up and show up differently, right? Absolutely. It could be like, hey, before the end of the year, I have to break through this financial barrier and this burden and this debt that I've put on to my family. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to hustle my side business or whatever. Like, I think you should be in pursuit of something. That's going to help you not be in a rut, but also it's going to help you throw yourself out of bed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you think about like working with your spouse, house, I think, quite honestly, I think you have to start there. Like, do the same things get you out of bed? Is the same, do you have the same vision? Do you have, like, if you are going to in business together, is one doing it because you're just trying to support the other? Or do you believe in the mission at hand that what you're going after? Because that will matter when you quote unquote, get on someone's nerves or you drive them crazy.
0: Yeah. So going back to 2017, when we started, I was like, why isn't he throwing himself out of bed? (laughs) Why? Like, do you see the opportunity? Do you see the goal? Did we not talk about this? Like, what in the hell are you doing? You're pushing snooze on life. I don't know. I'm questioning our relationship now. Like you need to get on my level. Right. And I think that that is exactly what you just said. Like, what are the goals you're both trying to accomplish? What's in it for both of you? Are you both fully committed? Are you both going to be equally vested? Like, you have to have some good communication around what the goals are. And
1: I think what helped us, for those who are looking for, like, hope, what helped us was, like, all the things that we have gone through in our marriage and understanding that there's going to be a lag in some cases of seeing what the opportunity is for whatever the stakes stakes are. So for example, like when we started in 2017, I didn't quite understand what this business was. I didn't quite get it. I had never been introduced to like online coaching and support, all those different things that we were doing. And so when you don't quite understand, you're moving slow because there's nothing to move quick for. Like, so you, you're like, still confused.
0: Right. So did I, like, not do a good job of explaining, like, what could we have done differently to have avoided, like, I would say six months of, like, sheer hell. Like, and um, it wasn't like we were fighting and arguing because no. Eddie and I don't do that. And that's a another podcast. But I think the number one thing that we have is, like, we... Did we talk about it before? Like, not saying things that we have to apologize for. Yeah, Like we don't want to be disrespectful to each other. So if I'm upset about something, I'm not going to like wait for him to ask me a hundred times and then like snap on him. I just wouldn't do that. If I'm upset about something, I'll address it with him in a calm, respectful way because I know we would need to talk about it. Like if it's something that's bothering me, then I have to bring it up. And I'm really into like uncomfortable conversations in order to move past it.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that it was like something you didn't say or you did say. I do think that in partnerships, especially for men and women, in a lot of cases, and I would say any partnerships, whether regardless of men and women, like we all use different language and we all see things differently. And so because of that, you may operate at a different pace or you may see things later when someone already can see it clearly. And so that can, depending on whatever you're going after, could be the case. But I think for us, it was like, I didn't understand like what we were doing completely. I didn't actually get what was going to happen. And there were so many things that I did not know that it was like, it was hard to be motivated because I was in that state of like, oh, I don't understand how this even works. Like I'm still trying to figure out the technology and, and all those different things. But I think where really people get stuck is that you don't allow someone the opportunity to really come to their own understanding of it. Mm -hmm. And so we get so impatient with one another, especially if it's a spouse, because you know that person so well, your patience runs out. And I think that that can definitely happen to people.
0: So if you are thinking like, okay, he needs to get on my level then that is definitely a lack of like he may not have the same drive that you have, which Mm -hmm. may be how he was raised. It may be part of his demeanor. So I would say as a woman, like ask yourself, are you imposing these expectations on your spouse that maybe he's not even capable of matching it doesn't make him a bad person but like let's say you were raised by like a single mom like me who was like all about making money on her own being independent like that's why i act the way that i do right Mm -hmm. but if you were raised where let's say the dad was mostly the earner and the dad did all the work then you would have a different type of outlook on a work ethic let's just say So I do think that if you're sitting back thinking he needs to get on my level, then you need to explain what your level is and also come to an understanding that he was raised differently than you and he was raised by a single mom. He didn't have a dad, which kind of brings us back to when we talked about our marriage and having problems. I was expecting him to be this certain dad, this certain husband, but he had never even seen it modeled. Right. right? So if you're expecting your husband to step into entrepreneurship and you've been an entrepreneur for 10 years and now he decides to quit his job let me just tell you, your expectations will not be met because you've got more experience than he does and it's not fair. Right. If you're saying he needs to get on my level because you may be more knowledgeable about the topic or whatever the business is, let me just tell you, he will not get on your level until you help educate him or you help him see the why or you show him how to get on your level. Right. So that first step, I guess, would be understanding and communication.
1: Absolutely. And and I think, one of the things that was a turning point for me is seeing some of the testimonials from our students, mm-hmm. and that really lighting me up.
0: Yeah, because significance is high for you.
1: Significance is high for me. Praise is high for me, and so and then also like when I know I've made an impact, then it, I'm really like, oh my god, this is actually working. Like this is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. These people, their lives are changed based on this work. Now, okay, I see it. Right. I see it. And I don't know whatever business the email is coming from and what business you're in, but what lights up your husband? Do you know him well enough to know, like Janelle knows, if something makes me feel significant, and not in an ego way, but it makes me feel good inside, like I feel significant to myself, then that's a driver for me. So what's your driver for your husband? Like understanding and communication is so important. Like, What's their drive? And if it's, if you know within your business, they can tap into that, then you have to find a way to allow them to see it.
0: So I think it's also kind of like, well, what is his love language? What's his communication language? And we talk a lot about this with our students. Like Eddie's love language is definitely different than my love language. right? And if you're struggling in your marriage or your relationship, I'm just going to tell you, man, woman, woman, man, whatever, you need to know your partner's love language because how you choose to show up for them, how you choose to love on them, how you choose to praise them, how you choose to recognize them may not be how they actually want to receive it, right? right? And that's been so key for us. So you can look up, just Google the five love languages. And so like, My love language is extremely different than Eddie's, but I would say, what, seven, six years into our marriage, we came across this book and it really helped us communicate better and then not be frustrated with each other because I know that like my love language is definitely acts of service yep i don't care if eddie holds my hand in public i don't care <laughs> if you know he tells me that i'm beautiful every single day of my life i care that he washes my fucking car once a month i care that he cares enough to say babe i'm gonna go stop by the grocery store do you need anything on the way home like, you're definitely getting lucky if you stop at mm-hmm. the grocery store for me because it's one less thing I have to do. Do the dishes. Oh my God, that is so sexy. When you <laughs> do something for me that makes my life right. easier, like, it's on and cracking, right?
1: Yeah. And it's
0: conversely, though, your love language is Eddie likes to be significant. He likes to feel important, significant. He wants the words of affirmation and he needs for me to touch him and tell him that he's handsome. And all that stuff so that's difficult for both of us because it's not our native love language right so it's kind of like if you were born in korea you speak korean that's your first language but you married a white guy and he's <laughs> from ireland <laughs> and do you speak irish yeah right i don't know yes okay uh, no
1: let's speak english <laughs> <laughs> wait she's confusing for a second do you speak irish uh, no, you are yeah. Irish, but you speak English.
0: Okay. So <laughs> the point is, is you're super different and you have to learn each other's language, right?
1: Right. And you know, and so what's So Google int- it now. Yeah. And so- And when we'll you link th- it in the show When notes. you think about your business, it's the same thing. Like, what is it that your business partner, your husband needs to hear, your wife needs to hear to feel significant, to feel understood, to feel heard, all of those things that matter to human beings? and i think that sometimes because of a lack of communication there's a lot of assumptions that are occurring and so when you have a lot of assumptions there's so much missing in that right and and then you think that someone should know what the expectation or the standard is or you think someone cares like I have a motto like done is better than perfect when perfect's oh, not God. done. And Janelle hates it. What did you say? It.
0: Wait, let me just say it. I don't yeah. even know what you said. I said
1: done is better than perfect when perfect's not done. What
0: it sounds like to me when I explain it to our students, it means like do it imperfectly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just do it. Put it out. <laughs> To me, it just sounds very half ass.
1: Right. And some of and the thing is, is like I've learned. And so what's are
0: saying again? Say it one more time.
1: Done is better than perfect when perfect's not done.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, is I get it. <laughs> that registers. But I'm a recovering perfectionist. And that's not my language. Like I don't choose to speak half ass language. Right. Right. <laughs> and so not- I, would, I would just not put it out if it was half ass.
1: Right, right.
0: And but, you would,
1: yeah. And but it, that's
0: most guys. Yeah. I would agree. We need some male viewers to chime in on this discussion. Maybe we'll take a poll today or something on Instagram. But I need to know. I do think that that is true for the male species that just kind of do it, put it well, out, and, and it's, I think it's that, done.
1: that is the kind of the crux of a lot of issues. Is like even starting this, your expectations of the experience that we were creating were, was very different than what I. Could even think about, and I was like let's just put it out, let's go, just type it, print it, you know, yeah. email it, and ship hated it all of right, it. and she would hate it all the kind of I would type something up just because I hate it,
0: so let's talk <laughs> about like if you're like let's say you're two photographers, and now your husband has joined your business, you're doing this together. I'm just going to tell you if you're a wedding photographer, he doesn't speak wedding. He just doesn't like ladies love weddings. It's like the most blissful thing you can possibly think of because society has brainwashed women into thinking that's like the most important thing of your life is to have this beautiful Pinterest wedding, right? Men don't give two shits about a wedding. They think it's a waste of time. So your husband, if he is a photographer with you, he likely doesn't have the same attachment to the idea of the business that you do. Just, yeah. You just need to understand that. If you own a bakery like I do and Eddie quit his job, his corporate job of leadership to come work in the bakery and help me expand my brand, Eddie doesn't give two shits about baking he's going to look at it from a marketing or a leadership perspective because those are his zones of genius. Mm -hmm. So I would advise you figure out what your husband's zone of genius is so that you can have him do his best work while working with you.
1: Yeah. Because
0: women, we get caught up in the busy work. This is a list of 932 (laughs) things that need to be done today between the house the children and the business, and you better get on my level. This is like literally how our brains work, right? right? And I'm guilty of this too, because I'm like, why is it you did four things today and I did 397? Mm -hmm. And it's just because men know how to completely work on one thing. They need to be very compartmentalized. And women, we say that we can multitask. And I will be honest, I'm learning a lot about how multitasking actually slows you down. But I will say that four years ago, I had shirts printed for balance box that said multitasking like a mother <laughs> and all the moms had them. And right. I was proud to say like, hey, I woke up at 5 a.m. By the time 10 a.m. rolled around, I was done with 90 percent of my list. Like, I am all about checking stuff off of lists. But men don't generally do that, right?
1: Well, at the, all at the same time, even, right. even to this day, like one of the things I think that we see differently when it comes to compartmentalizing versus like multitasking and that in a lot of cases will lead to overwhelm is that I only like to look at one thing at a time.
0: It drives me bananas. Right.
1: But in doing this, what we, working with our students, what I've been finding is most women look at everything all at once and they have a tough time with like putting one thing in front of the other because if I focus on this, that means this is going to fall apart. If I do this, that means this is going to fall apart, which leads to a tremendous amount of overwhelm. But because they've seen so much success with multitasking or the feeling of multitasking, then what happens is they feel like they're letting themselves down.
0: And I think we could talk about this forever. And there's so much science to back up both sides. Right. But at the end of the day, we know like women run the world just because we freaking have babies. We carry them. We bleed once a month. We do all kinds of crazy shit that's not fair. Right. 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 And we also have this crazy amount of responsibilities that if we don't get it done, it doesn't get done. Right. Like,
1: so I think when you think about like a solution for someone, like, is if I'm compartmentalizing and you're trying to multitask, like, how do we make that work so that one person understands the other person
0: (laughs) Um, I think it's again like what's his zone of genius what's he really good at and then I know what you guys are you ladies are thinking well if he's only good at one thing he can only do one thing and then meanwhile I got to do the other 380 right and that's not what I'm saying but it kind of is like I have to do that with Eddie like okay what is he really really good at what will light him up what can we put on his workload that he'll take pride and ownership around and just do that right But at the same time, like as we're recording this podcast, in 20 minutes we have to go pick up the kids from the train. We also don't have anything for them to eat tonight (laughs) for dinner. So now, does that mean we're going to dinner tonight? We're going to be out late. Like I'm already thinking about what's happening 20 minutes from now, an hour from now. I guarantee you, he's not giving two shits about that.
1: Oh, I'm solely focused on this podcast. I know that because you're doing one thing. (laughs) My attention. I'm making sure it's recording as we're going. And then as soon as we're done, I definitely will point my focus over to the next thing. But So, so there uh, you go. That's <laughs> the
0: gist of the podcast. Men can do one thing and they will do one thing generally well, but women will always be disappointed. But, uh,
1: but in all seriousness, but I th- I think what can you, you can definitely do is if you, if you have a strategy and you have a plan and you lay it out and there are specific roles and you know, okay, this is your role, this is what you're going to do. And you bring it together and you're organized. And I think that there can be some cohesiveness that happens that allows your partner not to feel overwhelmed. Because the fact of the matter is, is multitasking is impossible, right? The word multitasking actually came from the computer term of, of a computer actually being able to multitask, doing multiple things at one time. And fun
0: fact, though, they make souped-up-ass computers now because when a computer multitasks, it also slows down Absolutely. the system. So I agree with you when you say like, it's difficult to multitask. You wind up we doing really several things. Task. Yeah. <laughs> you wind up doing several things poorly or at least poorer than if you were to s- strictly focus on it. Right. But the moms out there that are like, ah, uh-uh, I have to cook dinner, change babies, listen to the crying, break up fights, you know, answer emails, do all this stuff at once. I get it. Yeah. I know. So here's what we're I would gonna- tell
1: you this. Janelle does something extremely well, like,
0: Oh, you're going to out me right now. No,
1: what she does is I watch her. When you talk about, I'll I'll call it alternate tasking. (laughs) She can go from one thing to the next thing in like seconds. Like I don't even think it's a second. She'll be on her phone. She'll be drafting email. She'll switch over to a a communication thing called Voxer, talk to someone, switch back to a a text (laughs) message, and then like switch back to a Facebook post and then go back to the email. and, And I'm like- At that point in time, I would have wrote the same thing and said the same thing on all. To everyone. So that, I think, is definitely within the skill set of the superwoman, woman, because I need to. okay, let me give it. Okay, I'm done with this. Let me just wait five seconds so I can gather myself to see what I'm going to do.
0: Eddie definitely (laughs) has to have five seconds in between (laughs) each task to gather himself. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Right. (laughs) So I want to leave you with a couple of strategies. And number one, I will tell you, you've got to really dive into not only the love languages. Love language is going to help you communicate better with each other. But there are so many strengths tests that you can do to identify like personality tests, right? And we've done them all. So when we were store leaders for Best Buy, we did the Strengths Finder. And we share the same number one strength, which is what? Competition. Competition. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no mystery. This fool wakes up and wants to immediately be in the top 200 in the podcast, but didn't do shit about it. Right. So we are both very competitive. Third
1: time I was out it.
0: (laughs) We also have taken the Myers-Briggs test. Mm -hmm. That's very informative. You can also do the DISC assessment. What's another one? You can also do, there's tons of personality tests. Some of them you pay for, some of them are free, but I highly recommend that you do these together so that way you can understand like, oh, wow, he's a visionary. Mm -hmm. Or, Or maybe it's the woman that's a visionary. She sees like five years from now, this is what we're shooting for. And maybe the guy is more of an operational, managerial type of personality. So he's more of the tasker, the doer,
1: But I think in that same line, a lot of times you take that and then you realize that you have the same skill sets, right, or very similar skill sets and you're missing a a critical element, but you're expecting your partner to be something they're not. Yeah. And I think that that is what a lot of people are struggling with. They're expecting their partner to be something they're not. Either you're expecting them to be an operational person and they're more of a visionary person or Mm -hmm. you're expecting them to have a vision and they're just trying to operate. They just want to stand behind the scenes. And I think we know some couples that really know like their roles really, really right. well. And they work I think well. we, we met someone, Ingrid Romero. She talked about her husband, like liking to be yeah. in, in the background. Like he doesn't
0: want to be the face of the business. Yeah. Ingrid Romero is great. She's a fitness, her and her husband, they have a whole bodybuilding team. So if you ever want to compete, go see her. She's awesome. We're going to have her on the podcast, but she's the face of the business and he's the behind the scenes right. strategist. So she shows up, does the performances, does the workouts, and then he just thrives off of all the back end stuff. So there is a great book that we read a few years ago called Rocket Fuel, and it talks to you about identifying your strengths as either a visionary or an integrator. And I learned a ton. I already knew I was a visionary, but I learned a ton about all of the bad shit that I do that pisses off integrators, right? right? So someone like me, I have too many ideas. I'm distracted by shiny things. (laughs) And usually people that are integrators, they want all the processes. They want to come up with all the steps. So I piss people like that off because they think that I'm frazzled all over the place when really I'm just like, get on my level, right? Right, right. So learning about your personality will also help you be better in serving your team, be better in serving your children, the people that you just do life with. You've got to do some self-discovery to learn more about your personality because I think we all think that we're great. We all think that we're kind, we're loving, we're generous, we're fun to be around, but no one's perfect and you've got some shit that you do that pisses people off.
1: And I think what's also important too is... Guys, if you're working with your spouse, especially guys, don't let the ego go mm. like that. Great book
0: I, for that. Yeah. Tell
1: ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. One I think,
0: of our favorite books. Well,
1: it's a great book. It was one of those books that made me self-reflect on times that you just do petty or silly things that are small or you, you hold a particular emotion because your ego is just all out of whack and it's going crazy. Like it doesn't it won't work for you and it does. it's not useful and it's not productive to have an ego it's in your marriage or in your business partnership mm-hmm. with your spouse. And I think that that if you got your ego in check, which will help you get your emotions in check so you're not all in your feelings about how something's going or what she said and when she gave you feedback mm-hmm. because feedback is necessary in a business partnership. And I think that is so huge that. It will make the difference.
0: Yeah. So we talk from that book, we learned like it doesn't matter who's right. It matters that you get it right. 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 So think about that. Like, are you fighting with your spouse to be right? Are you upset working with him because he's not doing things the right way? because it's not about doing it the right way or you being right, it's about getting it right. So that could just be as simple as sitting down, going over what the goals are of the business. So if we were to give three minutes of coaching, like let's say we got on a plane, we went to this person or one of the three people that sent the email today, and we were to observe what they do, I guarantee women, I would see you doing 3 million things and your husband's feedback of you He would say, she's all over the place. She's frustrated all the time. She's very short with people. She thinks no one's on her level. And she does everything. She's a control freak because if it's not done her way, then hit the highway, right? Right. And guys, if we were to give you feedback, we would observe from you what would you observe?
1: Uh, you would observe that, hey, we're not paying attention to all the things that need to get done. We're not seeing the things that matter most. And that when you're working on things, you're working on things that you want to work on, not the things that are necessary or needed for the moment. Mm, this and This is think, good therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that those are things. And so I think the answer to that is that you have to have constant communication. You have to have strategy meetings. And then you have to like Know what your role is and what things are required from you so that you don't get into those situations. But also to add to that, like if your spouse can't give you feedback. And they're frustrated, but they can't tell you what's on their mind. And that's because of you, mm-hmm. because they know how you're going to handle it. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you definitely need to read Ego's the Enemy. <laughs>
0: yeah. So hopefully this was helpful for you. We can't cure you in one session. And it's always going to be a struggle when you're working with someone. But especially if it's your spouse, your different species. Yeah. <laughs> you're- but it,
1: but it just last thing I'll say is this. Is that just remember you're what not matters. You're a different species. You're a different yeah, sex. Yeah. Just remember what matters most. And that's your, your Marriage, relationship. Yeah. That's your, your friendship. Like that is the strength of our partnership, mm-hmm. I think, between us. It's yeah. like at the end of the day, like you're my best friend. And Same. I want to make sure my best friend is taken care of. And I want to make sure that she feels supported. And I want to make sure I show up. So if she's frustrated with me because we're not perfect, she's going to be frustrated with me, I want to answer the call. I want to find out, okay, what can I do to get better? I'm not going to sit there and point fingers when you're frustrated. Like when you start to do that, just find out how you can make it better. And
0: I think you also know, you're right, and I appreciate that. But I think you also know like when I'm like, okay, I'm getting upset, I'm kind of, I know that I'm a little snappy right now. I don't want to give that part of me to you. Right. I just don't. So Eddie does a good job of like, okay, I'm just move out of her way and just let her. <laughs> because I really just need to self-reflect. When right. I get to that point, like this morning, I was like, okay, you're trying to be in the top 200, <laughs> but what have you done? It's I just a had to walk done. away. Like, that's it. Right. And then I, I'm i like, we're moving on. We right. didn't talk about it. I'm not upset about it because I think if he knew, then he would have done something different, Right. right. So the point is we're imperfect, but we're trying to share with you what has worked from us for us. And I think we just gave you lots of really great resources to go and download and to go participate. Go learn about your personality.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. And
0: start to be a little bit more graceful with your partner and know that you were raised differently. You have different expectations. And if you don't communicate and work through that, then you're going to be screwed.
1: Yeah. In a nice Just like that. Yeah. And I think that's a really good push. There you go. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, You got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.